Welcome to the Give Back Economy, a podcast about social innovation and social enterprise. Now with your host, Peter Miller. So welcome. We have a student from the United States who has done incredible things, and we're going to get into that. But first of all, her name is Nia Shukla. So I hope I pronounced that sort of right. (laughs) Thank you so much for having me. I'm so excited to be on here. Okay. So you are a student at a high school just outside of Harrisburg? Yep, in Pennsylvania, yes. In a place called Cumberland Valley, which sounds mm-hmm. very exciting. <laughs> okay, how big is Cumberland Valley? It is a, I think it's like a medium-sized town. Um, it's a nice suburb in Pennsylvania, so it's very fun. I'm a rising junior in high school, which is very, very exciting. <laughs> oh, that's terrific. So you're also a STEM enthusiast. Yes. So I I guess I like to describe myself as like a teen scientist and inventor, STEM promoter and a global team leader. So I'm super, super passionate about essentially leveraging science and technology to create real world, create solutions to real world problems and start creating a positive impact in my community and globally. So that's really my mission throughout everything that I do. That's terrific. Well, it, it goes along with the mission on the website of curiosity, support, and awareness. <laughs> and that makes perfect sense. So the name of that organization is Innovation Corner. So when did you start that one? So um, I can take you back all the way till the beginning of the pandemic. So take you back to March 2020. And there I was at my house in my bedroom lab right here. And um, my school just got shut down and our pretty much our entire state and the entire country was on lockdown. So everything was closed. And I was just seeing the rising case numbers of COVID-19 literally growing exponentially and then seeing the direct impact on my community. And from my bedroom window, I could see that my neighbors that were walking by weren't able to social distance correctly. And what really hit me was that somebody could lose their life because of a simple mistake of not social distancing correctly. That just seemed so wrong to me. And I did a lot of research and I found out that person to person transmission was pretty much the main way that COVID-19 spreads. So I was just shocked to see how People were losing so many lives, and this isn't just something in my community or in our country. It's a global pandemic. So I pretty much set out to create a solution to this crisis. So I created Six Feet Apart, which is a wearable social distancing device that uses the latest developments in ultrasonic technology, artificial intelligence, and infrared imaging to essentially detect distance between um than approaching person. So it's essentially an embedded device. So it looks like a normal hat from the outside, but then there is an embedded wearable technology inside that consists of like circuitry, sensors, batteries, all those things that are really compact 
And what happens is that the hat sends out short pulses of ultrasonic waves out into the environment. So then when a person comes within the six foot detection range, because that's the range that the CDC said to stay away from people who are not in your household, then the um, ultrasonic waves reflect back into the sensor of the device. And that time that it takes to reflect back is mathematically calculated by a program that I wrote um, to essentially calculate distance. So whenever somebody does come within that range, you get a live haptic and acoustic feedback from like beeping and vibrating buzzers on the hat itself. So you can proactively take that measure to prevent the spread of COVID-19. And then I also created a mobile app that is going to be released on the Android app store um, either this week or next week and in, in the coming few weeks um, really soon. So I'm really excited about that, which also essentially just sends those notifications straight to your mobile phone and also compiles a daily safety report, which is pretty much um, compiles every like instance of social distancing that you encountered per day, which is awesome. So I'm really, really excited about that um, coming up soon. But I was, you know, going through this innovation process, and I was going through the process of creating a solution like this. And I've been creating devices and um, projects like these and solutions to problems like these for probably like five or so years. So um, for reference, I created Six Feet Apart when I was 15 years old. So um, I've been doing that since I was around 10 or so and uh, entering my work in science fairs and different competitions so that I could get feedback and try to improve my solutions. But this is one of the biggest projects that I had undertaken at that time. And I was going through this process and I realized it's so much different from what we learn in school because it's so hands-on. There's no like formula to figuring out how to solve this problem or there's no formula that teaches you how to create an AI algorithm, for example. So it was a lot of like self-learning, a lot of figuring it out. And I realized that there, it can really be boiled down to three main steps of the innovation process. And um, I really coined them as like the three I's. So like identify, innovate, and impact. So I like to kind of make it easy for students to understand. So those are the three stages that I like to think about. Identify, innovate, impact in the innovation process that I followed. And um, so I started uh, continuing to solve different other problems. I looked to expand six feet apart and make it more inclusive. So we have like lanyards and armbands that essentially do the same thing. It's the same technology, but in different casings so that people can wear it like on the go um, in offices and in schools and things like that. But I also started looking at solving other problems. And while I was doing that, I realized that our world is facing so many challenges right now. We're facing problems like COVID-19, the climate crisis, the you know threats to cybersecurity and human rights. We really are facing a lot of different challenges and we need a collaborative approach to start solving them. So we don't just need like two scientists in a, an, an isolated room solving these problems. We really need everybody. And that includes young people. So I started looking at my generation and I realized that they are so passionate about problems and you can see on social media constantly doing petitions for social justice causes or looking to raise money for the environment or things like that and I realized that they have this huge passion for problems 
but our generation doesn't know and doesn't have frameworks to create long lasting solutions to those problems. So I put those two pieces together and I realized that we need a, as young people, as our generation, Gen Z, we need frameworks to innovate and be a part of that dialogue of solving real world problems before it's too late. So I think it really is necessary for each and every one of us to get involved with innovation, no matter how young or old. So I'm hoping to essentially share my innovation process, share tips and tricks and tools for innovation. And um, that's essentially why I created Innovation Corner. So I run these STEM and innovation workshops for students across the world. We've impacted, or it's just me, Innovation Corner is like a organization name, but it's just me running the workshops. And um, I've impacted over 22,800 students so far, which is honestly amazing. And I'm really excited to continue hitting big milestones in the coming months and years. And it's really, really what's most inspiring to me, I think, is seeing kids as young as like first or second grade getting super excited about problem solving. I had one session where there was a like second grade girl who was so excited about creating and coming up with solutions together about problems like pollution. And that's not a small problem. That's not like a kiddie version of something to solve. That's a really big issue. And it's so, so inspiring to see students getting excited about things like that. So that really validates all the work that I've been doing. And it just shows you that, yeah, when you invest in kids, when you invest in um, young people, the return on investment is huge. So that's what I'm really excited about. And to answer your question, that's a little bit of background on Innovation Corner. <laughs> so are you going to be a professor next year? Or you're, you're, <laughs> sounds like you're moving pretty fast here. <laughs> Thank you. So, okay. So that's Innovation Corner. Now, you're also involved with another organization, uh, the World Affairs Council of Harrisburg. Tell me a little bit about that one. So um, the summer of 2020, I also did some work with the World Affairs Council of Harrisburg, which is just a small local organization um, in my area that works to essentially like educate people about world affairs. And I wrote a couple of articles in um, the Journal of International Thought, which was pretty cool. And yeah, I stayed connected with them and I try to run some innovation workshops with them to the state, which is really exciting. Um, but yeah, that's one of the organizations that I worked with and it was a lot of fun. So I see a book on the horizon. Is, is that something you're thinking about? I am definitely thinking about that. I'm currently working on, um, essentially like a guidebook for innovation and a, uh, I want it to be something that students and companies and parents can look at and understand how we can start leveraging frameworks and start involving young people in innovation. So um, I'm trying to, you know, introduce them, young people, as well as parents and teachers and educators to emerging technologies like AI or nanotechnology, um, as well as frameworks and mindsets to solving problems and hopefully um, getting some advice from experts on their journeys and in innovation. So I'm really excited about that. And yeah, I think my book should be published in around um, spring 2022. So that's really, really exciting. And 
I will definitely keep you all updated updated about that. Okay. So one of the challenges I see is you can't replicate you. There should be three of you doing all the work that you're doing. And I know 3D printing is pretty exciting, but you're not quite there to replicate two more of you, are you? So what do your parents think of what you're doing? My parents are so, so excited about everything that's going on, and they're so supportive, too, um, with all my aspirations and big plans that I have. So it's really, really um, I guess, motivating to see how they're so supportive of everything that I've been up to. So that's really um, a driving force for everything that I do. So on your website, which I think you're still kind of working on, you could add some of the products that you just talked about (laughs) because they could be sold anywhere in the world. And uh, they would be kind of exciting. Or another option is to get uh, a patent and sell the patent to companies who could use those. (laughs) So which direction are you thinking of going? Those are two really great ideas. And I'm not exactly sure as of now. Um, I'm thinking of kind of going more the route of if I could potentially partner with a big medical company and if they're able to sponsor free devices for a community or something like that, that would be really a dream come true because I pursue innovation really because I look at it as look at the angle of how I, how, how, how I can impact other people. So I don't really look for, look at the monetary side of things or the career side of things. I like to see and I'll also just consider like person-centered design, human-centered innovation and things like that. So um, hopefully I can do something with um, a big organization that's looking to support communities during COVID or especially in a lot of different countries that are facing a huge COVID crisis right now. There's like India, Brazil, a lot of different and then new variants as well. So hopefully we can, you know, work together with a lot of different companies to try and create something that can be useful for a lot of different people. Okay, let's get back to the team again. (laughs) The team is a little small right now. (laughs) You have to be able to delegate some things to other people Mm -hmm. and let you be the idea generator, (laughs) the igniter, which is what you are. You're an igniter, and you come up with all kinds of ideas. But you got to be able to hand those off to a team. Mm-hmm. And uh, you could recruit some people at university <laughs> because, you know, they're a little behind you, some of the university people. But you may, <laughs> not, you. Have, you may not have thought of, but you definitely are. You could also uh, recruit some people in high school. Mm-hmm. You could have a volunteer advisory board which could really make a difference. And you build this team. So it, it then becomes we, the team, <laughs> not I, the person. Yes, that's a great idea. So I, I, I can see, you know, some great opportunities. Okay, so let's get on to a fun part. Where do you see yourself in five years? 
That is a really, really interesting question. So I think my biggest passions as of now are really at the intersection of, you know, emerging sciences and technologies, business, product development and design. Like there's so many things that I'm super passionate about right now, but I think a field that really speaks to me is um, venture capital, because I, I really like the idea of supporting companies and people who are able to create a huge amount of real world impact. So I really like that idea. And it's so creative and so um, unique of a career that I think that's definitely something that I'm excited about. But there's so many different paths that I'm looking at in terms of potentially academia is something that I'll go into, or maybe, you know, entrepreneurship or something like that. So it's really exciting. And I mean, I'm only 16. So I definitely have a long way to go in terms of picking careers. But yeah, I think all the paths that are open to me right now are super, super exciting. Stay away from venture capital. <laughs> you got I don't know a guy, but I spent 27 years at a bank in Canada, and the venture capitalists are some kind called venture vultures. <laughs> you may not have heard that term, but vulture capitalists, not venture capitalists, because a lot of them will look at 100, 150 proposals and may or may not choose one in a year. So... I like the academia because I was a professor at two <laughs> colleges in Toronto and I did online teaching for MBA students in uh, New Jersey. So, okay, so I, I see you more as an entrepreneur and an academic, which is what I have been. <laughs> but also social enterprise because I coach social innovators and social enterprises, and that's my passion. Definitely. Okay, so five years, you're still going to be creating products. Definitely. I think innovation and building new projects and building solutions to problems, I think that's going to be something lifelong that I'm going to be doing. So now, one of the reasons why I connected with you, we have to talk about this, <laughs> is the Diana Award. So first of all, what is the Diana Award? That is a great question. So the Diana Award is considered the highest accolade that a young person can achieve for their humanitarian work. Um, and it was created in memory of the late Princess Diana of Wales. And she was such a beacon of humanitarianism of service above self of, of kindness and so this award was really created in memory of her to keep her legacy of helping others alive so um i'm one of like 20-ish people representing the united states which is super super exciting and it's honestly such a huge honor to be involved with her legacy and to be recognized as a 2021 Diana Award winner. And um, Prince Harry had a said a couple of words in our um, ceremony. And it was so inspiring to see 
how even the royal family is able to inspire young people to continue their action, continue helping to make the world a better place. And if we can have companies and schools and organizations supporting young people like this, I can't imagine how how our world will be so much better and how we will all really, really be thriving. So it's an absolute honor to be a Diana Award winner. And I'm really excited to be going on this journey. And that information should be on your website. <laughs> Most definitely, because that is a great honor. Thank you. So my involvement with Harry is we had the Invictus Games in Toronto. And he came up to uh, the track and field where I was involved. Mm -hmm. And he made a little speech there and awarded some of the medals. So the Invictus Games is an incredible uh, recognizes wounded warriors and Archwell his organization is doing a documentary on some of the wounded warriors leading up to the upcoming Invictus Games wow so, that is so inspiring it is it really is so in terms of our listening audience do you have an ask for them that's a good question. So to everybody listening, I would say start now. Wherever you are in your life, whatever your passions are right now, I would say connect your passions with a real world problem. So if you're passionate about um, sports, maybe looking into how to prevent concussions in football games. If you're passionate about fashion, looking at sustainable fashion or looking at biodegradable clothing or things like that. There are so many ways that you can be an innovator and a disruptor in your field. And we really, really need each and every one of you to be an innovator. And that's why I created that three-step innovation process of identify, innovate, and impact. Because honestly, anybody can be an innovator. We need all of us to come together start solving real world problems. And that's when we will see really large scale change. So come together and let's create an innovation movement from around the world. And you will see that you're not the only one. When we all go on this journey together, you'll have people that can, you know, you can ask for help, you can ask questions. And I'm hoping to create a community like that where we can all start building up on each other and sharing advice and things like that to start creating solutions. And I mean, I personally have been working on solutions to things like mobility loss in the elderly, to working on things like neurodegenerative diseases and climate change. So really don't be afraid to venture out into um, out of your comfort zone and really start tackling real world problems because we all need you. Okay. Before we started this interview, you talked about getting a letter from some guy by the name of Joe Biden. <laughs> Tell us about that. Yes. So um, uh, I was awarded the National Gold Presidential Volunteer Service Award, which is a huge honor, um, which is essentially an award that recognizes young people who have been doing volunteer work or service work to be benefiting their communities. 
So with my Innovation Corner outreach and the workshops that I've been running, I received this award and also for creating Six Feet Apart. And it was the biggest surprise when I opened the mail and I opened the letter and I see a letter from President Biden signed with his signature. It was amazing. And it's such a remarkable, it's a present, honestly. And it's such an honor to receive something like this. And I really, really hope to be involved with any, in, in any way I can be involved with the work that he's doing or, you know, be a part of a task force or something like that, that could be preventing the spread of COVID-19 as well as encouraging young people to get involved with STEM. So it's honestly the honor of a lifetime. And I'm really, really excited about that. So which year are you going to run for president? <laughs> oh, my gosh, that is so sweet of you. <laughs> I think you got all the credentials. You got the passion. <laughs> but politics is messy. <laughs> okay, so with all of these things going on, we want to get a message across to, um, to these folks. So what are the websites that you would recommend? Because you talked about your workshops, you talked your, about your innovation corner. I'm just not sure where people should connect to find out more about what you're doing. So to find out more about me, you can connect with me on LinkedIn at Neha Shukla. Um, and you can also visit my website, the six feet apart dot weebly.com and um, I can send you the link to put on the podcast notes or something like that um, and yeah and another website or I guess service that I would definitely recommend is girls with impact so this is a program that I went through myself and it's it's also the program to help me form the idea of building six feet apart so it's essentially an online entrepreneurship academy for girls and is specifically focusing on things like social entrepreneurship and innovation. So um, it's for girls, I think, 12 to 18. Um, and it's a totally online program where you go in with your passion and you come out with a business that and or nonprofit organization that is ready to go with a business plan and you receive mentorship and all these amazing opportunities. And this is something that has totally changed my um, perspective and really, really allowed me to start creating things that are, you know, much bigger than me. So that is really exciting. And you can visit that at girlswithimpact.org. Okay. I think the most important recommendation I could make as a coach on social innovation and social enterprise is, and this will come as a shock, build the team. Yes, definitely. Build a team so you can delegate, you can get input from other people, and uh, let you be the creative person and let other people take over some of the, the material for you. And that would make a difference. So thank you very much. You're very inspiring. And thank you so much for having me. And... Uh, I'm going to be uh, taking this forward and letting a lot of people become aware of who you are and what you're doing. So thank you. Thank you.